Everybody to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Pollyanna Amazing. And just want to let you know that we are a member of the Just Some Podcast family. And tonight it is my pleasure to have a wonderful part of that Just Some Podcast media family with me. And it is Nurse Papa. Nurse Papa, welcome. Hey, Pollyanna, thanks so much for inviting me to your show. It's been a long time dream of mine to, to join you on Buried Treasures. Oh, Buried Pleasures? Pleasures. <laughs> I mean, the treasure is my pleasure, right? <laughs> You're adorable. I love it no matter what. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Okay. My name is David, um, aka Nurse, Nurse Papa. Um, that is my name because I am a dad, but also a pediatric oncology nurse. Um, I'm also a podcaster. My show is called Nurse Papa, and it's about parenthood. Each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, and you know, come out on the on the other side with hopefully an understanding of you know what makes kids, parents, everybody, you know, tick. What makes us go? That's right. I loved your show. I just recently heard your latest episode, and. I'm not going to lie. Every time I do a show, I probably say communicate, communicate, communicate about a million times during those shows. And your latest show, remind me of the title, please. Um, it is called A Marriage Scrabbled. A Marriage Scrabbled. And if you guys out there have not got a chance to listen to anything that Nurse Papa has done up to this point, this one is a great one. Because if you are in a relationship, regardless of who you are or what you do, we all know that communication can be very difficult at times. Uh, should I say maybe more than difficult sometimes? <laughs> and then you add that whole couple relationship and then you throw in a couple more kids or maybe one, maybe a dog, who knows, a fish, somebody else in the mix that you have to argue about or, or talk about. Probably so I could argue with the plant, honestly. <laughs> I totally believe that. Um, <laughs> as though David is my favorite name, just because that's my husband's name. That's my favorite one to yell too, David, uh -huh. David. So I get that, and I'm sure you're no stranger to that, are you? <laughs> uh, people, people do yell David. My wife has been known to yell David. My kids yell Papa, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fantastic. So in this uh, episode that you just did, 
a marriage scrabbled. I really, truly felt like you were right in my mind. You know, just the thoughts of day by day going by and having that meaningful conversation, relationship with that certain person, whomever that may be, and trying to keep it going for a long period of time, such as being married. It's a little difficult. So tell the audience, if you don't mind, how you are dealing with this in your in your home. How's it going? I mean, communication is, like you said, it's a really challenging thing. Yeah. And, you know, as I kind of get into with this last uh, episode of the Nurse Papa podcast, it's not really what you say often, it's how you say it. You know, there have been mm-hmm. so many times when I have said completely appropriate things to my wife, but the way I say it, has no enthusiasm or no love and of course the message is delivered right you know Mm -hmm. we have many ways of of talking to people of communicating to people and um i think it's really important to calibrate those two things you know our body language um our words everything to you know actually have a cohesive message with the people we love yeah that is a um it's an important part the delivery right i know I'm really, I, I, kind of, I think I'm in that age group of people like, I like to text and I like to be able to send messages that way. But also I really, really, really still enjoy the sound of people's voices. And the reason why I like that is I think that my awesome language of sarcasm mm. can sometimes, you know, be a little tough for people to translate via text or email that sort of thing yeah I've so i many people with a <laughs> strange text that was meant to uh to, um, to communicate irony or sarcasm <laughs> sure and some people are really good at that and and some people are not <laughs> unfortunately and i happen to be one of those people i think that sometimes i may come off a little too strong sometimes possibility I uh, but it's good you know to yourself isn't it <laughs> it totally is well and so then I do take the time to reach out and and verbally say things but one of the funny things that we do in our house is we have an angry compliment night that's what we call it well, that sounds very passive-aggressive it totally is so we will say I think you're beautiful you know mm. in a really angry voice <laughs> but that's when we're frustrated right Instead of saying, I hate you and I, you know, wish you'd fall off a cliff. And it's a, you, I think you're beautiful. No, it works really well for us. Yeah. Cause you, la- you have to laugh about it. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's, like yeah, it, it's just another way to, you know, the day in day out of being a parent, being a, you know, a partner is a little difficult. We all have our own stressors, but we're, when we come together, as a couple, we're, we're stronger, I believe, in, in the world. It's always great to have a partner. Now, that being said, what are some of the things that you mentioned in the show? I'd love for you to, uh, to talk to us about that. Yeah, so I kind of um, talk about a relationship through the lens of a Scrabble game because um, my wife and I have very different approaches to Scrabble. Um, basically, I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy putting a really beautiful word on the board. I do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in the show, I mentioned my favorite word, and I'm going to tell it to you right now. Are you, okay. are you, are you ready for it? Yeah, give it to me. Chlamydia. <laughs> you are the best. 
And you're talking about chlamydia the flower, is that right? No, I'm talking about chlamydia. <laughs> is there a flower called chlamydia? Yeah, there really is. Oh, no, I'm talking about the one that makes your dick fall off. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even 10 minutes into the show, and I've got Nurse Papa talking about dicks. It's all yeah, right. It's yeah, all yeah, good my here. Still my body, and I never have had chlamydia. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, Nor have I. We're you. good. We're a good group. Wow. <laughs> no shame out there for those who've had chlamydia. No, by the way, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is <laughs> um, definitely okay. So my wife doesn't like the way I play Scrabble and she wants me to play nice. And I, I don't like the way she plays, although I do really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, and it has led to an impasse in which we cannot play Scrabble because we have two different approaches. Gotcha. And, you know, we also have different approaches to communication in which um, it's at times hard for me to be effusively emotional and expressive when she needs me to be. And it's all about finding that, you know, the happy medium between two couples who have different ways of communicating. Sure. I think for myself, I came from a very verbally uh, loud family. So, uh, of course, I carry that into my how I've raised my children. And and I won't say a verbally abusive. It was just a loud, you know, when, when my mom was ready for you to know she wanted you, she would pull out all the names, Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah, I got them all. Middle name, last name. Oh, I might have been called my sister and my cousin 13 times before she got the Pollyanna part right. But, yeah, so I totally understand that. And it's just my husband did not come from that kind of of family. They're very quiet, very stoic, uh, not a whole lot of emotion a lot of the time. So it is a huge difference whenever I've got my emotions are, you, I look like a ray of sunlight, basically. <laughs> Constantly emotion here, spraying out everywhere. That's what I do. Um, and it's, it gets a little difficult. And I'm sure for my husband, it's been a, a trial to figure out how to communicate well enough with somebody who's loud and, you know, in your face all the time. So I can understand where your wife would be, you know, you guys would be the same, just a little opposites make the best attraction though, right? That's how that yeah. works. Yeah. I don't know if we're opposites so much as sometimes we're just not on the same page. Gotcha. Um, and I am so extremely stubborn, <laughs> you know, you know, when you're having a fight with your spouse and like at some point, somebody needs just to throw a bone in, right? You just need yeah. to like start the communication, mm -hmm. even if it's, even if it's rough, even if it's mean, you, you have to start talking, right? You gotta, right. you gotta come together. And, right. you know, for a long time, it was always my wife. She always had to be the one to capitulate, to mm -hmm. surrender to my stubbornness. And it wasn't fair because it's yeah. really like, um, it really puts you in a position where you are, kind of speaking up to somebody and they're speaking down to you in a way. Okay. And it's been a real interesting journey for me to learn not to be stubborn, to yeah. let go of my ego and just give in to the fact that maybe neither of us can be right. And mm -hmm. even if I am in my heart, right, which I am, I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> to, to let that go. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys, you, your wife and yourself, do you have um, set boundaries that one goes you, you that boundaries that you know you can push past because she's a pushover or maybe she thinks you're a pushover for some certain things? 
do you have that in your relationship? Oh, neither of us are pushovers. No, we're oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's, def- there's definitely lines. Neither of us are, are alphas either. You right? know, there are those relationships where you're like, oh, how do you do this? You guys are mm-hmm. both such fucking alphas. <laughs> like, how do you not eat each other? Like, why are you not eating her brain right now? Um, yeah. But we're not like that. I feel like we're, we're, out, we're actually both pretty reasonable people. And the thing is with my wife and I, I definitely respect her authority on certain things. And she respects my authority on certain things. We both, we know that we're both good at in certain areas. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like, I don't care about the lot of things that she really cares about, like that are really right. important to her. So I'm not going to give her a hard time about some bullshit that I don't care yeah. about. I want gotcha. her to be in charge of that because that's what yeah. makes, you know, that's her happy place. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, identifying those things is are really important because, you know, you don't have to see eye to eye on every single issue, right? It's important right. to to give your partner, you know, the the chance to fly. Right. I understand that. And I appreciate that because a lot of people don't necessarily always know how to communicate in that way. And I hear what you're saying as well when you say you have important things for you, she has important things for her, and let her deal with that and let you deal with what you think is best for you. And I think that that works best, but there are those times when you are just locking horns constantly over little petty things. And what have you found that you have done since neither one of you backed down, obviously? What do you do to make up? What's your makeup strategy whenever you know you know that you're not giving in, but you're feeling like you need to give in, but you're not gonna? How do you deal with that? I mean, I think, you know, honestly, we are getting better at mm-hmm. at fighting. And that's a strange <laughs> thing to to say, but, you know, it's a skill. Being yeah. able to fight effectively without, you know, being offensive and without hurting somebody is, mm-hmm. I think, a really important thing. So the longer we've been married, the better we get at fighting, which I think is, is great. Um, and there are ways of of giving in without giving in. Sometimes you just don't talk about. It. You watch a show and you give you know you give a foot massage. I mean, it's all about just like, all right, let's let's reset. You get ice cream. I'll I'll do the foot massage. <laughs> so your strategy is foot massaging. I like it. I mean, it's I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I am really good at foot massages. Oh my gosh! Stop. But you right know what now. the problem is? What? My wife is horrible at foot massages. She's so, she's so bad. Cause she's got these little hands and like, oh, yeah? like kind of like T-Rex hands. She's oh, like, you know. <laughs> if your wife is listening to this, I did not ever she would never listen to T-Rex show. hands. <laughs> oh, that's probably true too. She's not like, a whole. <laughs> no, but like 30 seconds into a foot massage, she'd be like, oh, my hands are hurting. And like, that wasn't a foot massage. So like. <laughs> Yeah, I give amazing foot massages, and that's what I have to offer to this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And um, does she have her typical makeup thing that she does for you? Like, is there something she says, or is there something she makes you for dinner? What happens when she's trying to make up? Thing like that, honestly, I think. um, (laughs) Yeah, that's because she's got you. She she has you wrapped around her finger. That's what happens. I guess, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. She's yeah. You just don't know that. You you you've not you've not listened to her long enough. That's I mean, you know what what's funny, um, and I don't know how relevant this is to this topic, but like, my wife and I had a very 
drawn out courtship. Like Mm -hmm. we met each other at a game night. um, And the only reason I really remember that is because she told me, Um, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't truly remember us interfacing in a super meaningful way. And then, you know, we had friends in common. So we hung out and we had a very, very, you know, brief, hot, you know, time of being together for a couple months. And it was, you know, it was nice, but I was (laughs) unable to commit. And she was dating somebody else who was also named David, who's really. Everybody's named David. Everybody's named David. (laughs) Sorry, David. It's okay. I don't know. I'm still, I'm okay. Um, So we broke it off um, and we became friends. We were friends for, you know, a good six years. And then um, we eventually became partners and, you know, but it took a while. It wasn't like this magical romantic thing. And she always wanted that. She always wanted it to be that. Um, And she always wanted me to communicate. That's what it was. And I, but I tell her, that's not, that's not our story. We were not that whirlwind romantic couple. Um, you know, it took us time. We had to be friends. We had to be, you know, we had to be close in a different way. And I remember one time we were hanging out as friends, like really good friends. And this is maybe a couple months before we like started dating. And, you know, six months later we were married uh-huh. and we had a fight. We had a fight about something so stupid. I don't even remember what it was, but it got really heated. Like the way two friends can really fight about something. And I said in my mind, there is no way. I'm ever going to date this girl. And then six months later, we were like engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Inseparable. That's what happens. You know, when you find a romance story, what's that? And when you find the right person, you find the right person. It just, it fits. And sometimes you have to work at it. (laughs) Yeah, it is totally, totally. Even though, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here speaking from, I'm a marriage ninja 3.0. That's what I call myself because I've been married three times. <laughs> Communication in my previous marriages was nowhere near what I have right now currently. Yeah. And was it their fault? Not necessarily. It was mine too. I was young and I didn't know. I, that's the key right there. I didn't know what I wanted in a relationship. Because I, I didn't know. The only thing I had ever seen were, you know, aunts, uncles, mom, dad, grandparents. You know, that's the people that you emulate whenever you're in a relationship. Or at least that's how you learn as a child how to, you know, you either are a lovey, huggy, touchy kind of person. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you come from a family that that's not a thing. So finding common ground when you are kind of opposites is, is a, um, it's, it's sometimes it's very difficult. But you can, you totally can. And sometimes it can be super spicy. But one of the things that I like, I hear a lot of people doing is comparing their relationships with other people's, right? Like, right, totally. Like you were just saying, your wife wanted you to say that you had this whirlwind romance, right? Like in her mind, that's what she thought was the best part about relationships or at the time. I was never, you know, I, I... I, I always go back to myself. I never wanted to be married ever. I didn't think that I was ever going to get married or have kids. Not that I didn't want to. This wasn't on my radar of things at the time. So, you know, I just didn't do that initially. But when I finally did get married, it was great. And I had the cutest little boy ever in the whole world. Um, now he's grown up. Yucky. 
and you haven't got to that part yet, but you will. And you know, it's so very difficult. Was you say your son is yucky? Oh yeah, he's yucky. He's old now. He's not cute. Like your kids are adorable. Like I can't get my son to come on the podcast and call me mama. He doesn't well, do that. I mean, He'd be like, Mom, really? Shut my up. My daughter's six. She depends <laughs> on me for everything. She do, she does whatever I say. <laughs> right, I know, but it's so sweet. And I don't know. No, she that loves sweet. it, actually. She's like, Papa, when are we going to record next? Oh, my gosh. I want to, you know, if I had a show that wasn't about sexuality, I would totally have her on my show. Oh, my gosh. You should have my daughter as your guest. That would. I would love to. Be, totally. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't imagine what we would talk about. I think we would talk about some really fun things. She is strangely such a hyper verbal six-year-old i kind of think that you guys could probably talk for a good half hour and not cover the same subject oh probably although it might not be something you're interested in oh no listen i love children i think that they're awesome and i think that the only way that they're going to be even better is if we tell them all the things they need to know <laughs> and sometimes we just fall short on that but going back to to relationships in the fact that it's really hard when two people come together that are totally opposite in their thoughts of what that, you know, that, that romantic love situation is. And I'm going to guess, or I'm just going to ask, do you think that you are an overtly romantic guy? Like when no, it comes to your wife? Not. No, no, but you no, give I'm... the greatest foot rub ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, depending on your definition of romance if your if your idea of romance is foot rubs and i'm the fucking most romantic guy in the world <laughs> but when you're doing the foot rub are you doing the foot rub with the intention of making your partner feel good or are you doing it because it makes you feel better about not backing down in an argument i'm mostly watching porn on my phone while i'm doing it so it's, <laughs> stop it know. right now <laughs> um no i'm doing it to please her i mean and also, I, I enjoy giving pleasure. I mean, that's that's something I enjoy. And, you know, I enjoy giving in all aspects of my life. I enjoy giving to my patients. That's the best part of my job. I enjoy giving to my kids. That's the best part about being a parent. And I enjoy giving to my partner. But sometimes you just don't want to fucking give. And um, it's just hard, right? You know, I go to work and I take care of sick kids all day. I come home and then I'm taking care of healthy kids. And, you know, who gets screwed? my wife because she is last in line to get the giving <laughs> and it's not fair it's not fair at all um but there's a pecking order right there is and, the, and the things have to be done first right um, just as tonight like my poor little husband is watching a movie by himself sitting on the couch it's late oh, you know no, he's, he's watching porn too trust me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah yeah, that would be a stretch. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I understand that. And when when you do have the caring kind of job like you have, like I have, when you are listening to heartfelt moments all day long from other people and you're giving your, you know, 110% of yourself into what you're doing because it's your job, but also you love your job it's very hard to come home and then also be that caregiver at home as well. And speaking from a mom standpoint, which is all I can do, I find it, you know, my husband is awesome. He works from home. So he is able, he does the laundry for me. He'll do, he does cook so well. Oh my gosh. He cooks so well. 
Um, I used to tease that I made him chubby, right, being from Kentucky and cooking really good food. But honestly, I swear he's cooking so much better than I do anymore. It's pretty fantastic. But that's the part of our romance, right? So that's what we do as that's our that's his way to show me love. And I'm out working and I come home and that's what I that's my my greatest part of my day is when we get ready to go to bed. I bought one of those, listen, this is not a vulgar thing, but I bought a sharper image vibrator, right? The hammer looking vibrator. Mm-hmm. And before we go to sleep every night, we massage massage each other's backs, regardless of with, how tired. With the vibrator? We just do that. Yeah, with the massager. It's the greatest okay. thing. Um, deep tissue massage is... Oh, it's actually made to give a massage, not yeah, as a it's, sex Yeah, thing. no, it's like a trigger point massager. So yeah, not like a pleasure wand or anything yeah. like that, but you're not like um, rubbing the rabbit all over his ears. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we do that on Saturdays. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> not oh, every Saturday. Our day is Friday. Friday sex day. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good friend who has new battery Wednesdays and I just love that too. <laughs> she yeah, uses that's never a lot. <laughs> I, you know, um, tools. Yeah. Sex tools, sex toys yeah. has never yeah. really been part of our um, relationship. We, I guess we never really needed it. It's never been. Right. Well, you know, it's just like, did you ever think for one second that you needed six cup holders in a car? You didn't um, think about it. No. I, That's I not something you think about. But isn't it I nice to have that one? The one that you need? in the car, so... <laughs> No, so you didn't know that you needed all those cup holders, but sometimes it's nice to have them. So mm, when you yeah. talk about sex toys, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's nice to have them. You just didn't know that you needed them before. They're just a little, you know, nice addition. But is there a certain facility one kind of needs to have to use one well? You can't just like take it out of the box and go. <laughs> no, what you do is pleasure time. And pleasure time. So I, as a Tantra instructor, teach people to schedule pleasure for themselves. Hmm. So once a week, you set a timer, 30 minutes, you put it in your calendar and you pleasure yourself using a toy, using your, you know, whatever your hands, whatever works for you. And you figure out what feels good. Then you can communicate that pleasure. Oh, wait, my alarm just partner. went off. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, and you have to stick to that date with yourself because we are so terrible about taking care of ourselves. Now, and you're that's, to bring yourself to climax during that time? Is you that don't have, no, no, the, the, it's not the climax that you're working for. You're mm, looking process. at, yeah, it's the process of how turned on can I get? without actually having an ejaculatory release. You know, Tantra is so interesting in that, I mean, yeah. I would love to, um, <laughs> to do that. Well, I mean, I mean. You know, I don't know if, I, if you've ever heard this before, but like, you know, from age 15 to 40, like, you know, coming too early and premature ejaculation was like always on my mind or yeah. on my dick for that matter. I'm pretty sure it's um, on every guy's mind. Yeah. <laughs> I swear the second I turned 40, oh my gosh, like now it's just, it's, it's like the opposite. It's so weird. Yeah. And yeah. part of it, I think is age. And I think the other part of it is that, you know, ever since I've, I've had kids and I have mm-hmm. responsibilities and, a, yeah. you know, and a real purpose in life, mm-hmm. I just like, don't have the time to worry about that bullshit. Like yeah. I just had yeah. to let go lots of like baggage that have really made, right. you know, my ability to like 
be a good sex partner much easier. Right. Yeah. The ability to relax is something that not everybody has. Yeah. God, and when we to have sex, it's just like such a bad experience. <laughs> right. Well, when you have a timer going on in your mind, which most people do, you know, I've had sexual intercourse with a spouse and be thinking, okay, I need to get the laundry out. I need to go yeah. get this. I need to make this for dinner. I wish he would hurry up. That's my thought. <laughs> um, but the ability to be present in the moment and really feel into how your partner makes you feel is is really it's like a delicacy right you don't get to eat it all the time but when you do you remember it right (laughs) and i've really been trying to focus on that lately on just really being present not not in a physical way so much although that's definitely part of it but in an emotional way like you know gosh i feel so lucky in this moment to be making love to you like yeah to be like really grateful in that moment like like this opportunity to have sex with you (laughs) yeah absolutely and that's what i mean if you think about it when we are doing this repetitive day in day out thing that we do you know go to work whatever i'm tired too after working a 12-hour shift i'm not this um you know with sexual princess, you know, ready to pounce all the time. That's not who I am. I get tired, y'all. I'm tired. Daytime sex. What? I know. You know, I'm lucky. I, I have a very strange <laughs> I have to work in the so daytime. But. It's so good. Well, and, and it's not that we don't have opportunity. But what I like is that even though we don't have that, I get a, a kiss on the cheek and a squeeze or whatever. And every night when I'm brushing my teeth, he smacks me on my ass. That's to me. <laughs> I know that sounds like the most simplistic and, and weird thing. But to me, yeah. when he does that, I know he's right there with me. Right. Like he, I mean, no, he thinks I'm so cute after all these years. And that's awesome. For sure. And when I, when I see him in his, you know, he, how mundane is it to work from home? I mean, some people live for that. I'm a, I'm a communicator. I need to talk to people. I need to be around people. So I'm very social. He is not as social as I am, but it, it must be awful, or at least well, I perceive it COVID. to be awful to be stuck at home all the time. I mean, he goes wherever he wants to. Right. Exactly. Well, and we moved across the country. Yeah. <laughs> and we left our families and friends and everything back home. So, you know, it was. But you know what? I think we came out stronger because what we started doing is instead of sitting at home looking at each other and saying, what do we want to watch on TV? We would take hikes or we would walk down by the river or, you know, we actually started making time because also during COVID, think about it. I'm, I'm working front line yeah. just like you were exposed to a lot of things and we are never promised tomorrow. None of us are. And we really do take for granted our relationships sometimes yeah. when we don't I have, to say, have like, that frame of mind. Well, that's at least the frame of mind I say in, is I want every day to count. I've, yeah. Um, have them is like that pattern of just like watching TV at night and like falling asleep on the couch together. It's just like such a, you know what? Stop it. Just like, don't do that every night. You know, take some times when you go to bed early 
or you read a book in bed with your spouse, or you do something other than focusing on a screen in front of you. And I think so many people have fallen to that trap. And, and I know that because we have. Um, but it's really important to end the night well by not doing that. Like, we always end up in this, like, weird couch wrestling match where I'm, like, trying to get my legs somewhere comfortable and she's, like, stuck underneath me. And it's, like, in those moments, I feel violent towards her. <laughs> like, I'm angry. I wake up angry. I'm, like, what the fuck? I think that it's um it's really important and one of the things that's a huge turn on for me has always been my husband will read um novels to me or he great. sometimes he's read erotica he reads Greek mythology books to me and I love that and it makes my imagination go crazy yes, you know just thinking about all of the cool things that he's reading and it's so comforting because that is the voice that I want to go to sleep to. That yeah, is the no, voice I want to wake up with. And I think that that's really, um, it's an important part of a yeah, relationship. To, to get to know the daggone person you're spending your life for with. For my wife to tell sure. me a bedtime story. I think I'm ready for that. Well, yeah. You know, it's the best thing. Just a little, it, it, whatever book that you, you want. Whatever book you think that. her voice fits with, or um, if you want to get sassy, kind of do a little erotica reading. It's great. Good sex. It totally is because you're not watching the slam bam, thank you, yeah. ma'am, porn. You know the rinse and repeat, constant rhetoric of. Oh, these girls moaning and all oh, these guys are so well endowed. It doesn't work like yeah, that funny. all the time. time Nobody looks that good when they wake up. So just so you know. Because <laughs> um, she'd be horrified. Um, every time we have, like, watch porn to kind of get in the mood, it honestly, like, after 30 seconds, we're like, all right, shut it off. Like, it's it's always, it's like a, yeah. Right. Well, it works for some people. Some people it works well for. But, you know, it's Actually, also my, my good to remember brain. that your Sorry. brain is <laughs> your largest sexual organ. <laughs> oh, I have but no I doubt. A, I have that. a tiny, tiny brain. <laughs> <laughs> After that comment, no doubt. Your anyway. That is not true. You're so funny. Yeah. I love it. T-Rexes have little penises in their heads. <laughs> little hands, little penises. Of a penis? I think the T Rex is probably a very frustrated dinosaur. <laughs> because he's like he's got the hands and he can't oh, do anything man. with it. And then like how do you get that little T Rex penis like into the other T Rex? Like I don't know. I think T Rex sex yeah. is probably really uh, <laughs> awkward. T sex. Do you think? Do you oh, think yeah, that it's lizards? I mean, like, do you not think the mom just drops the <laughs> eggs no and the idea. dad just sprays all over them? Is that what happens? <laughs> Me neither. That was probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know yeah, nothing penises. about T-Rex penis or P9. What did it say? P9? <laughs> well, you can be grammatically incorrect if you want Penises. To. I like P9. It's great. <laughs> But I'm saying I'm leaving right now. If you can. Oh, it's my show. I can do anything I want. I can. 
That's uh, what I'm doing. I know the buried pleasures. <laughs> oh, by the way, did I tell you what the name of the show was tonight? Oh, thank you for oh, buried pleasures. But no, this show tonight is called Communication with the Captain, the First Mate, and the Powder Monkey. Okay, I like that. Powder monkeys are the little boys that like would be on the, the ship uh, the that would fill the powder in the human. Correct. So that's your kids are now powder monkeys. I'm sorry, that's what it is. I know. I need a fluffer. I need to get a fluffer. <laughs> oh my gosh! Probably, yeah. I guess that would make sense. Well, I mean, if your wife allows you to have that in your yeah, relationship, or if your wife chooses to like be that. that and then be the star, she can be fluffer and star. It's okay. Because that's what we're all about here. We're all about realization of parts and pieces and also of perspective. Oh, yeah. Versatility. That's right. Be a switch if you can be. Yes. Everybody likes a verse. Diana. So, it's <laughs> true story. But Nurse Papa, so um, what is going on with the, the release of your book? Let me start coming out. It was a really beautiful moment for me, Pollyanna, um, because this book took me five years to write, and um, you know I'm really proud of it. I'm really That's, excited um, for you. So the book is called Nurse Papa: Sixteen Meditations on Parenthood from a Pediatric Oncology Nurse, and it's all about you know these really amazing lessons I've learned at the bedside from the kids I take care of and their parents. And, you know, how I've been able to apply them to my life as a father. And they're not, they're not things like, this is how you get your kid to eat broccoli, or this is how you get your kid to stop, you know, screen time. They're really about being present with, you know, what parenthood means. Um, so I'm super excited for the book to come out. It's, but it's not coming out till August. So we've got a, a couple months or three or four months until that happens. Yeah, it's been great. That's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm just happy to have you on the show and to talk to you about all of the cool things yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And also, since we're friends, I'm happy to have you here anyway, regardless. Plus, it makes me yeah, happy I'm to hear monkey. you say things up. like dick and, you know, it's I'm just great. <laughs> oh, how do you get fluffing up? I got you. <laughs> Well, if you ever want to find me or this podcast or any of the other things that we put out, you can check me out on buriedpleasures.com. You can also find me at Buried Pleasures on Twitter and on YouTube, Pleasure well, Pathways on Facebook Oakland, and Instagram. David, how can they find you? On the World Wide Web, um, you can go to nursepapathebook.com and you'll find out all about my book. That will be coming out in August. If you would like to hear Nurse Papa the podcast, which I really think you do, listener, want to hear Nurse Papa the podcast because it will make you laugh, it will make you cry, <laughs> but most importantly, it'll make you think about what kind of person you want to be mm -hmm. for your spouse, mm -hmm. for your kids. Um, you can find that on any podcasting platform that you enjoy listening to Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher whatever other fucking platforms there are, you could probably just like find it standing on the corner. <laughs> There's Papa Podcast. Just Google it. Just on the corner, like trying to score some crack or something. That's probably true. <laughs> um, so you can find it there. You can find me on Twitter at Nurse Papa um, and on Instagram at Nurse Papa the Book. 
yeah, it's been really fun. Fantastic. David, it has been a pleasure, always. You're so sweet. And don't don't forget, also, we are a part of the Just Some Podcast Media family. And um, we we are so happy to be here. I like um, great guys, too. Sometimes it's good to not be alone. Yeah. True story. We love that. All right. Well, everybody, have a wonderful night. Thanks for being here. When it rains, it pours. Water's up to my chin. Won't stop fighting to the very end. Sun.